I know deep in my soul that this is all just a game. Life is a game and we are here to play it and play it as best as we can. We only get one life in this earth suit, on this plane, and we may as well make the most of it. So I don't have that limiting belief around those goals anymore. I just think, why not? Why couldn't I do that? Sure, I can do that. If they can do it, I can do it. Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast, all about reinventing your health with safer, cheaper, more effective natural solutions and powerful lifestyle changes so that you become the CEO of your health. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder. What if you were able to turn off that inner critic? You know that inner dialogue that says you are not good enough or smart enough or even talented enough. What would be possible then? Well, today I am bringing on Melissa Ambrosini to paint a vision of possibility and to share her journey and the lessons that she learned to create not only a life that she loves, but also a healthy body that she loves. Now, I'm not going to lie. I have been girl crushing on this beautiful soul for quite some time, and I am so excited to share her brilliance with you today. But before I welcome Melissa to the show, I want to take a moment and celebrate you. Now, one particular healing rock star is Angie, and I'm excited to shout out her win that she shared on iTunes not that long ago. Here's what Angie had to say. I have been listening to Dr. Marisa's podcast for a while now. Each episode, I gain so much information to not only help myself through my season of life, but to also help redirect my daughters onto a more healthy, holistic approach from everything birth control to eating right for their cycle. I know that if we would have had this years ago, I myself, as many as other women could agree that we would be in a much better place health-wise. Thank you, Dr. Marisa, for taking the time each week to record two episodes so that we can learn from them. Well, thank you so much, Angie. I have to say, you are a woman after my own heart, and I love, 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 love that you are supporting your daughters in such a beautiful way as they are supporting their menstrual cycle and helping with their reproductive health. As a token of my appreciation, especially for spreading love to the women that matter most to you, I would love to gift you a signed copy of my book, The Essential Oils Hormone Solution. All you got to do is reach out to me on Facebook and Instagram at Dr. Marisa, and I will hook you up. Now, if you are listening, I want you to know that this podcast is all about empowerment. And if it has helped you in any way at all, any of these episodes, I would love to shout you out too. I believe that how we create community is by being able to recognize and support and honor the journeys that we go through, especially with our health and wellness. Now, you can reach out to me via Instagram or Facebook, but I will tell you, Insta is where I love to connect and where I've definitely connected with many of you. Also, you can review this on iTunes. We just surpassed 300 reviews, which was a goal of mine by the end of the month. So I just want to say thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. But also, if there's an episode that feels really good with you, that it feels in alignment with you, and it's something that you want to share, I think it's one of the best ways that we can support the people that we love by giving them information that will really change their life. So feel free to review it or share it, however it is that you want to pass this information along. That way, we continue to support the amazing women in our life 
as they are navigating through hormone issues or whatever may be going on with them. And we are able to set them up for success with ease and grace. Now, now that we're ready to go, let's dive into this incredible conversation with Melissa. But before, I would love to sing her praises. Melissa Ambrosini is the best-selling author of Mastering Your Mean Girl and Open Wide. She is also the host of the top-rated podcast, The Melissa Ambrosini Show, a speaker, entrepreneur, and spiritual teacher. Named a self-help guru by Elle Magazine, her mission is to inspire others to unlock their full potential and live the life of their dreams. Let's welcome her on. Welcome to the Essentially You podcast, Melissa Ambrosini. How are you doing today, girl? I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh my gosh. I have been manifesting this conversation for so long. And here we are in the moment. It's happening. Yay. I love that. I love when you've been manifesting something and then you finally get to that moment and you have, you know, a breath and you go, wow, I really wanted this and now it's here. Yes, it is. We're here and it does feel so good, right? Those moments and and it, they're definitely worth honoring and cherishing. I was just talking to Sherry Salata, the author of The Beautiful No, and we were talking about her active practice of just appreciating so much that's happening in her life. And as she's appreciating all these things that are happening, it's like there's like sticky notes on her hands of things that are coming into her world. And I thought that that was such a great way of describing it, of just like your fingers are kind of like these little sticky notes of for what's to come for you. So we're talking about Mastering Your Mean Girl, which is such a beautiful book, but also a beautiful message. And what I would love to do, Melissa, honey, is just have you start with your your journey, not only your journey, but also talk a little bit about your health journey, because you know this is a women's health podcast, and women just not not only do they love you and adore you, but it's so nice when we can really ground into someone's journey because it connects so much to who we are. Exactly. Well, my journey began in 2010 when I hit rock bottom and ended up in hospital with my health completely taken away from me. Now, before 2010, I was a professional actress and dancer and I did TV presenting and I was completely burning the candle at both ends. I was not nourishing my body. I was surrounded by very unhealthy relationships. I was not sleeping. I was on all sorts of antidepressants and sleeping tablets and all sorts of different things. And I was basically just burning myself out and frying my adrenals. And I ignored all the warning signs to stop and slow down. And I was in and out of emergency and hospital and the doctors. And I just kept on ignoring it and was like, no, I'll just keep on going. There's that saying, you know, you get the feather, the brick or the truck, you know, the universe gives you this little tickle with the feather to listen. If you don't listen to that, it hits you with a brick. And if you don't listen to that, it'll hit you with a truck. And I had to get to the place where I got hit by the truck, metaphorically, because I wasn't listening to those other little whispers from the universe to stop and slow down and to look at the way I was treating my body and the way I was living my life. I'm so grateful that I had that wake up call at a young age 
So it put me on my path quite early in my early 20s, which I'm so grateful for. And I ended up in hospital with my health taken away from me. I had a whole host of health issues from physical health issues like adrenal fatigue, chronic fatigue, a fried nervous system, zero immunity. I had acne all over my face, cold sores. I had hives, eczema, you know, hormonal imbalance, thyroid issues. I just had so much like a giant cocktail of health issues. And then on top of that, I was dealing with mental health issues like anxiety, depression, panic attacks, and an eating disorder. I was one big mess. And when I ended up in hospital, it was like the last straw for me. I was in hospital for a week. I was on morphine for a week, antivirals, antibiotics, a whole concoction of not very good things, but they saved me in that moment. And I'm grateful for them. And it was a very dark and hard time in my life. I had no friends, no partner, just my mom and my dad by my side. And it was really challenging. At that time in hospital, I was thinking things like, you know, surely this isn't the way. Like surely God or the universe didn't put us here to suffer. I just recently met a new yogi friend that because I just started yoga. Just before I got into hospital, the seeds were being planted for this health and wellness lifestyle. And I did my first yoga class and then I met this friend there. And whilst I was in hospital, this new friend sent me a package. And in that package was a book that changed my life. And that was Louise Hayes, You Can Heal Your Life. And I read this book and my jaw was on the floor and I would turn to my mum and I would say, why didn't you teach me this? Why don't I know this? Like, why isn't this taught in schools? And, you know, my mum would so beautifully and cutely say, you know, I was just doing the best that I could, you know, I didn't know any better. And granted, she absolutely was. And we're always all doing the best that we can in any given moment. And so this planted a seed in my mind and I had this voice within me say when I was in that hospital that if you get healthy and happy again, you will live a life beyond your wildest dreams. And I didn't know what that voice was at the time. No idea. I now know it was my intuition because I didn't know what my intuition was back then, but I now know it was that voice that said that. And I just decided to follow that voice. I was, I thought, well, surely anything is better than suffering and pain. And so I began on my journey to get healthy and happy again. I didn't really know where to start, but I made it my absolute mission. And the first thing that I needed to do, like the lowest hanging fruit for me was my health because I didn't have that. And if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. And I went on and studied holistic nutrition and became a certified holistic health coach because that, yeah, was the lowest hanging fruit, like I said. And I began implementing everything I was learning and started to feel better. And so I kept doing it and I kept on going. And then I realized that it wasn't just what you put in your mouth, that it was the thoughts that you think are even more powerful than what you put into your body. 
And I went on after that to study life coaching and did my yoga teacher training and meditation teacher training. And I studied acuenergetics, which is energy healing. And I read every personal development and spiritual text I could get my hands on, every health book I could get my hands on. I attended every workshop and seminar that I could. And I dove head first into this world because I started to feel good again. And so I kept walking toward what made me feel good and kept walking away from what didn't. And I started this new thing called a blog. And this was at the very start of 2011 when no one really had blogs back then. Now everyone has a blog. And I started my blog and I began sharing what I was learning, what I was remembering, what I was realizing about health, about my relationship with food, my relationship with my body, everything. And it just took off. Women were coming from all over the world saying, I thought I was the only one. I thought I was the only one that had that mean inner voice inside my head that told me I wasn't good enough or smart enough or pretty enough or skinny enough. And I, after that, I went on to share, you know, I wrote eBooks and did e-courses, began speaking as a motivational speaker and got my first book deal, which was Mastering Your Mean Girl. And then I went on and got my second book deal and started my podcast. And it's all kind of just snowballed from there. And here I am. Oh my goodness. Here you are. Yes, absolutely. You know, I think about that journey and how no, it's no surprise that so many women were relating to what you had gone through. And I know that some of the, the kind of that first step, that low hanging fruit was nutrition, but were there some other things that happened, some other changes? And, and what I mean is when you kind of looked at some of the root cause for kind of how you were feeling, whether you were, you were burned out and you were kind of at that place where you had been hit by the truck, were there other things that you had to clear out to get to a place where you were honoring yourself and nourishing yourself? A million other places. A million. So yes, I cleaned up my nutrition. I cleaned up my thoughts. I mastered my mean girl. I cleared out the toxicity in every area of my life. Relationships, household products, beauty products, my diet, who I was surrounding myself with, my work. I literally cleared out the toxicity everywhere. And this is the thing, health and wellness and happiness isn't just about one thing. It's a holistic puzzle that we have to take into consideration if we want to truly thrive. It's not just about doing yoga. It's not just about drinking celery juice. You've got to look at every area of your life and make sure that they're all thriving. Absolutely. I always tell people that you can't green smoothie or celery juice your way out of chronic stress. It's not going to be the only thing that's going to get you there. So often, especially when we're feeling stressed as women, it's driven by a sense of or a lack of worthiness. And I think that has a lot to do with mastering that mean girl inside of us who's, who thinks that we aren't worthy and deserving. And, and as a result of that, we just kind of work ourselves into the ground. 
Absolutely. And it's, it's just go, go, go. But yeah, we really do need to look at every area and make sure we're giving every area of our life lots of love and attention. When you were looking at all the areas from cleaning out the green cleaning or the cleaning products and the personal care and the relationships, whether they were the energy vampires or maybe even the work that didn't serve you, was there, and I know how equally important all those things are. I feel like so often you, you and I have a very parallel. I just, it happened to me a little bit later. It happened to me late twenties, early thirties when, when I absolutely got Mack trucked and, you know, I started clearing out all of the things and it was this powerful disempowering belief that I was holding on to. That was the thing that I kept kept finding myself back on the ground over and over again. But as you were clearing things out and clearing all the toxicities, did you find that there was there was any one particular one that had such a really powerful impact on you? Mind you, they're all important, but was there one that when you let that go, like you could just literally breathe a sigh of relief? Oh, and maybe there wasn't. (laughs) Well, there's three that have just come, like three that just dropped in. The first one, oh, the first one wasn't something I got rid of. It was something I added and that was meditation. So that for me, life-changing, life-changing. So that's something I added that enhanced. And also another thing that I added was gratitude. So adopting an attitude of gratitude and committing to a regular daily gratitude practice because you can't be grateful and angry at the same time. You can't be grateful and resentful at the same time. So those two things are two things I added that really escalated my health and my happiness. And one thing that I feel like was very powerful for me was besides removing all the toxicity in every area, I think the relationships, because you are the sum of the five most prominent people in your life. And if you are surrounding yourself with people who are just vibrating very low, maybe they're being toxic toward themselves, then you will become that as well. So I think getting really honest with who are the five most prominent people in your life and some people might think, wow, yay, I'm, I'm really happy about that. Like the five most prominent people in my life are awesome. Or some people might think, oh dear, like there's there's some work that needs to be done there. And if that's you, if you're in the latter, I just want to remind you that this isn't about dumping those people over text message. This is not about that. (laughs) No, (laughs) no. This is about your energy and looking at everything as energy because everything is energy. And if you want a relationship to grow and thrive, you've got to water it. Think of it like a plant. If you want the plant to grow, you've got to water it. You've got to give it the right amount of sunlight. You've got to, you know, give it energy and love. Same with a relationship. But if you realize that there's a relationship in your life that is no longer serving you, then it's not about dumping them. It's about just focusing your energy on the ones that are. Give the love and the time and the energy to the ones that are showing up and are supportive and are going to help you thrive. Yeah. And I, you know, and here's the thing, and sometimes it's family and sometimes it's maybe someone you grew up with your entire life and you can love them from afar. 
you get to decide who gets to be in your sphere of influence. And, and if you guys are wondering, like, what does that energy feel like? If you've ever walked into a room and a couple has been fighting, or maybe family has been fighting and you, and they stop fighting, but you feel it still, that's kind of the energy that you are, that that's the energy, that same kind of energy that kind of energy vampires could be putting on you. I know so often I feel like my audience is very elevated, but sometimes they're like, how do I feel this energy? How do I know? And I'm like, you you know you'll feel it in your heart, in your gut, like something isn't right. We deserve the cheerleaders in our life. One of the reasons, Melissa, why I was so happy to have you come on is that you are such a beautiful cheerleader because you show up with such high energy and you really serve people from that place. And so coming out of a conversation or out of a, a, a live with you always just feels Feel so fueled up because I feel like you are resonating at that place of gratitude. Mm, thank you. And I also wanted to mention this is a great place, relationships, this is a great place to talk about setting healthy boundaries. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to put in boundaries because I don't want to upset anyone else because we live in this people pleasing culture, but setting healthy boundaries for yourself is only going to set you up for success. I have a lot of boundaries in my life, in my home, with my relationships, with my husband, with my friends, and I honor them. In my second book, Open Wide, I talk a lot about boundaries and I get you to go through all the different areas of your life and set some different boundaries around your work, around social media, around your friendships, around you know TV, around food. And it really does set you up for success. I love that. I, I think that that is so important. I want to talk a little bit about, and, and boundaries can be wrapped into this as well. What are some of your daily non-negotiables when it comes to nourishing yourself, not only physically, mentally, and emotionally? I have a feeling that meditation is one of them, that gratitude practice is another. What else are you doing? Is it practicing these boundaries as well, Melissa, that really helps to set you up for success? Yes, definitely. Practicing all of my boundaries. Also, on top of those that you just mentioned, nourishing my body with organic, real food is a massive priority for me, a daily non-negotiable. Also, clean, filtered water every day, using organic, non-toxic products in my home and on my body. Also, getting out in nature every day every single day, whether it's a walk or going to the beach or something like that. There are a few of the main things. Oh, getting to bed early. Like I'm in bed by like 8.30 every night. What time do you get up? What time does that set you up for a really good morning, an early morning? Yes, it does. But it's always different. I don't have an alarm. That's one of the beautiful things about being an entrepreneur and having my own business. Even when I first started though, I used to have this belief that even though I worked for myself, that I had to get up at a certain time and I had this alarm and I was like, this doesn't feel good. Like I want to wake when my body wants to wake. And it's different every day. Like I cannot tell you there's no set Okay. So this morning I was up at 3.30, but I went to bed at 8.30. Yeah. No, you do the math. You still, girl, you still got good sleep. Yeah. But you know, then sometimes I'm, it's 4, 4.30, sometimes at 5, 5.30, sometimes 6 is probably like the latest. Maybe 
maybe 6.30. I had a wedding. We had a wedding two weekends ago. So we didn't get into bed and home till like 11.30. So then I slept, I think, till about 6.30. But I'm a very early to bed person and then early riser. That just works for me. I love getting up when it's still dark and before the whole house has gotten up. Like that to me is just that hour of divine when it's going into morning is just my favorite time. You know, I do my meditation. I do my gratitude. I read my goals. I maybe read some of my book. I just take that time for me and I love doing it before anyone else gets up. Mm, I love that. I am, I am the opposite. I go to bed 11 or midnight and I'm not usually up until usually between seven and eight, I think, but I'm, I'm definitely, I'm more of a night owl, but I love that, you know, as an entrepreneur and as someone who like both of us, we get to kind of live that life you know, at the end of the day, I, I schedule out my day to align with what feels good to me. And so I don't actually get started. Like my first, ep- my first interview or, or whatever task doesn't actually start until 10 in the morning. So I have a lot of time still to go and do same thing, gratitude, my journal, meditation. I get to go outside. I see the ocean. I don't always make it to the ocean, but it is out the window. So I see that. And I just love those non-negotiables for you. I want to speak to having those non-negotiables. I want to talk about why. Because so many people hear us talk about or hear you talk about non-negotiables and why have they become non-negotiables for you? It's very simple because it makes me feel good. And I'm going to lean toward what makes me feel good and I'm going to lean away from what makes me not feel good. Who said the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result? I feel like the definition of insanity as well is knowing something that doesn't make you feel good and still walking toward it. It's like, why would you do that? That's like banging your head against a brick wall. So for me, I know these things make me feel really good and healthy and strong. So I'm going to walk toward them. The things that don't, I'm going to walk away from. It is really that simple. I love it. And I want to speak to, because I know so often we are holding on to this idea that one thing should be a struggle in order for us to create success or in order for us to really feel. And we were taught that. Well, I was taught that. You got to work hard to get the things you want. And here I, I hear you're creating so much ease and grace for yourself. And you are creating so much beautiful success for yourself. Can you speak to the, the power of, of doing the thing that feels good for us and, and how that can even manifest into creating success for us? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, it's all about vibration because when you do the things that make you feel good, you raise your vibration and then you're going to attract into your life more things that are also vibrating high, vibrating at that higher frequency. But if you were doing low vibrational things, if you're eating low vibrational foods, then you're going to attract low vibrational people and experiences into your life. So if you want this high vibe, this success, you want to manifest what it is that you want in your life, it's about raising your vibration, doing the things that help you raise your vibration and then vibrating at that frequency, you will become a magnet for more of that goodness in your life. And also being really mindful of the beliefs that you are subscribing to. So you mentioned before 
we've got to work hard in order to be successful or we've got to work hard in order to make money. I don't subscribe to that paradigm anymore. And you need to really get clear on what you're subscribing to and create your own paradigm. Get really clear on your beliefs and your core values and stay in alignment with them. Stay in your path and don't subscribe to other people's, maybe your parents or a school teacher or someone else's paradigm that you have to work really hard in order to be successful. Mm, I love that. And I'm really glad you spoke to that because when you've been brought up with that or culture has instilled that upon you, it can be really difficult to let that go. And yet, you know, as you're kind of kind of slugging through all of it, it just continues to feel hard. And I wanted to really have you speak to that, where you're leaning into what feels good and how that is manifesting into a higher vibration. And that's turning into more beautiful opportunities that in turn feel good, right? And that's what that is all about. Just, you know, no alarm. You're still, girl, you're still waking up earlier than I am, but you're waking up when your body wants to wake up. You're, you're listening to your body's intuition and your body's needs, and that's the most important thing. I still have a little alarm because I'm afraid I'm always going to sleep until 10 a.m. <laughs> and I'll have an interview, but I usually sleep a good nine hours every single night. Yes, yes. I think there's, you know, adults need between seven and nine hours If you follow Ayurveda, which I've studied and absolutely love, they say the vatas need around nine hours, the pittas need around eight, and the kaphas need around seven. So I tend to get bang on eight, and I'm a very pitta body type. So yeah, and my husband, he's a vata, and he needs nine hours. And it's just, yeah, his body just wakes up one hour, like exactly one hour after me. It's so amazing how it works. I love that. I just love that. Well, let's talk a little bit about goals because, you know, and, and how they can align with, with manifestation, how they can align with getting into your flow and rhythm. You had mentioned earlier that when you have that morning where the sun hasn't yet risen and it's just, and then you've got that hour before, before your husband wakes up, right? It's just your time to really get in alignment that you have an opportunity to go over those personal goals how is it that you are creating beautiful rituals so that you can, you can continue to do the work that you want? You can continue to, to reach the goals that you've aspired to. Well, a mentor once said to me, millionaires read their goals once a day. Billionaires read their goals twice a day. So I got into this habit of, I just printed my goals on an A4 piece of paper. There's no color. There's no pretty pictures. It's just dot points with my goals. Like that's it. It's not fancy. And I printed it out and I just have it in my drawer beside my bed. And every morning I read it. And every night I read it. And, and I do like year goals. So for the whole year I've had, you know, the same goals. And sometimes I break them down into smaller goals as well. But I feel like if you start your day reading your goals, you're going to go out into your day with them at the forefront of your mind and everything that you do, you're going to have that in your mind and it's going to guide you toward achieving those. And it's not about just sitting back and expecting them to be handed to you on a silver platter. I think it's really important to mention that 
you know, you've got to read your goals. You've got to feel them, feel like they've already manifested within you. And then you take daily inspired action to make them manifest. And that's really important to do those two things. Feel them when you're reading them, feel like they've already manifested because they already have and really feel that within you. And then taking the daily inspired action to make them manifest. Mm, I love that. And can that talk to me a little bit about the daily inspired action? Is it, is it having those conversations? Is it an interview? Is it working on a book? Does it really, does it change and vacillate as well? It's different for everyone, depending on what the goal is. Okay. For me, I'm writing my third book. One of my goals this year is to hand in my book by December, because I have to do it by December 1st, right? Is that your deadline? That's my deadline from my publisher. So how I take daily inspired action is I block out time every day, at least an hour and a half where I just write on the book. So that's my daily inspired action. You know, for someone who one of my friends wants to fall pregnant. So she, you know, one of her goals is just to nourish her body every day, to do yoga, to visualize. Those are the things that she does every day. Um, So whatever the goal is, maybe it's a health goal, you know, what are you doing each day? So it depends on the goal, but you know, maybe it's a phone call. If it's a business thing, it's one email that you've got to send. It's one phone call. It's one podcast interview. There's something that you can do every day that is going to get you one inch closer toward your dreams and to your goals. I love that. And that makes so much sense. I just wanted, I love sometimes the tangible examples. People are like, well, what, what is it that I could be doing? And it's really those that not only are you manifesting and you're looking at your goals and you're getting clarity about you, what you want, but also you are, you're compounding that effort, right? Every day you're just chipping away at the thing that you're trying to get to. My book deadline isn't until the end of March. So I've got a little bit more time than you do. It's so nice when you can envision what needs to happen by the end of the year and then, you know, carving out that time every single day to kind of chip away at what that looks like. That's so beautiful. It gives us so much more clarity on creating it is. And then I think a lot of it too is, you know, there is something to be said about if you are holding on to a dream, you're holding on to a goal starting to create inspired action around that dream too, even if it feels almost impossible, right? You can even have that that you can begin to curate. I think that's really powerful as well. I want to shift gears a little bit. I just love the goal work, but I wanted to talk a little bit about, Melissa, not not just your day-to-day, but when you are thinking and you're dreaming about, it may not even just be a goal. Maybe it's even a bigger pie-in-the-sky vision than that. How do you gear up for kind of that bigger pie-in-the-sky vision, kind of dream-built more of the languaging I want to use is dream building, right? Because it's one thing to have a goal on the table and we have, we have those, those tangible actions that we're doing to get there. What is the, the kind of activities or maybe mindfulness that you have around dream building? Like something that is audacious that, you, that you're holding on to. It's definitely comes back to belief. I feel like the reason why people don't dream really big is because they don't believe that they can or they don't believe in themselves or believe they're worthy of having whatever it is that they want. And I think that's what stops people from dreaming incredibly big. I 
don't have that anymore because I mean, I used to, I absolutely used to have this like, oh no, who am I? My inner mean girl was like, who are you to have best-selling books? And who are you to do a TED talk? And who are you to have a number one podcast? And I don't have that anymore because I know deep in my soul that this is all just a game. Life is a game and we are here to play it and play it as best as we can. We only get one life in this earth suit, on this plane, and we may as well make the most of it. So I don't have that limiting belief around those goals anymore. I just think, why not? Why couldn't I do that? Sure, I can do that. If they can do it, I can do it. And so anyone listening who is thinking, I have this big goal, I have this big dream, just make sure that you master your inner critic, master your inner mean girl and get her out of the way so that you can move toward that because that is the only thing that'll stop you from achieving it. And when we talk about that inner mean girl, it's that self-sabotage, right? It's that limiting belief, self-sabotage. Was there any particular limiting belief that you you had to clear out for yourself? Probably 45,000. You're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You're not skinny enough. You're not pretty enough. Who do you think you are? No one cares what you have to say. You'll never get out of debt. You'll never meet the guy. I had so many, so many, but I think the biggest one was probably you're not good enough. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think we can all relate. And I think that's why your book has done so beautifully is that so often we can see ourselves in that story. And what I what I've loved so much about this conversation is not only have you given us some tools to clear out that inner mean girl, but then you've also given us tools to build up creating the life that we want to create. Is there one thing as we're building up that beautiful life that we want to live, as we start to clear out the the inner dialogue that keeps holding us back, what is that one thing that my listeners can take away from? Like where, where would be the first place to start? Definitely grabbing the book if they don't have it yet. Yes, definitely. Absolutely. Grab the book and just remember that you only get one shot at this. You only get one go. So whatever those big dreams are that you have, whatever they are, just go for it. Just go for it because you don't know how long we're here for. We have no idea what could happen tomorrow, in a month or in three months. We just don't know. And I have had my best friend pass away. And so I've really been faced with, death and I've had to look at it in the face and we just don't know. We have no idea what's around the corner. So you may as well have a really good time here in earth school and you may as well go after those dreams and master that inner mean girl and just do it. It's so much fun. I love it. That also doesn't mean that you're not going to feel all of the other feelings. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that I don't feel angry at times or frustrated or sad. Yes, I feel all of those. And that's part of being human is to feel that full spectrum of emotions. But we want your default 
to not be anger and frustration. We want your default to be on inner calm, inner peace or happiness. You know, we want your default to sit there for most of the time. And yeah, sure, the anger may arise or frustration or you may get triggered, but you can come back to your default at any moment. Mm, I love that. I love, love, love that. I know you can get your books on Amazon and anywhere books are sold everywhere. So that is Open Wide and Mastering Your Mean Girl. You have a beautiful podcast. Anywhere else, Melissa, that we should plug in to see you, my dear? Well, my website, which is just melissarambrosini.com, that has everything, all my blog posts, my podcasts, my events, everything is there. And Facebook and Instagram. I'm really active on Instagram. I love Instagram so much. So if you're listening to this, I would love for you to come and message me, private message me on Instagram, telling me your top key takeaways from this episode. And I'd just love to connect with you because I love hearing what resonates for different people at different times and in their life. I love hearing it. So please come and connect with me. Mm, I love that. I love that so much. There were so many wonderful nuggets in this interview. Oh my gosh, I'm so curious to hear what one person took away versus somebody else because you're right, at different times in our life, we're going to hold on and hear different things. Well, Melissa, honey, it was such a pleasure to have you come on and share your gorgeous brilliance. And I can't wait to share this with the world and all my beautiful ladies. Thank you so much for coming on. Well, thank you so much for having me. Your energy is just beaming through the screen right now. Like you are just such a pleasure to have a conversation with. You're so high vibe and I've just loved our chat so much, darling. So thank you very much. Absolutely. Thank you. Melissa absolutely knows how to bring the fire. And I am so grateful that she started out by sharing her healing story. There are so many parallels that I can relate to in Melissa's story, and that's what I love most about her, is that she has gotten really clear on what she wants, and she has created it for herself, even after she was at such a low place in her life. What I love so much about that is it gives us all hope for what's possible once we turn off that inner critic inside of our minds. Now that you've got a taste of Melissa's magic, I want to invite you to check out her best-selling book, Mastering Your Mean Girl and her podcast, which is amazing, The Melissa Ambrosini Show. And you can find all of this in the show notes for episode 129 or on my website at drmarisa.com slash podcast. I also want to let you know that the Essential Oils Hormone Summit is off to the races and registration is available and open so that you can attend this incredible online event for free. You are in for such a big treat with this event. We are going to be covering topics from fertility to menopause, healing trauma and inflammation, overcoming anxiety, brain fog, stress, and so much more. We have 30 plus interviews and they are jam packed and filled with so many takeaways that you know are going to be easy to implement instantly because that's what I am all about. I love to be able to bring in guest speakers that can give you tangible results and tangible action plans so that you feel equipped and ready to go. So all you got to do to sign up for the Essential Oil Hormone Summit is go to the website, which is www.eohormonesummit.com, or you can go to the show notes and also register by clicking the link there. 
I want to say thank you so much for stopping by and listening into the Essentially You podcast. Coming up, I am dropping a solo episode on PCOS, which has been a long, long time coming, let me tell you. And I am so excited to be bringing this information to you. What I'm going to be exploring on the next episode is the four types of PCOS and how to heal PCOS naturally. Now, if there is someone that you think needs to hear this episode, make sure that they tune in next week because I am bringing the fire myself. I've been writing this episode for the last week or so, and it's almost ready to record. Ooh, I'm so excited. You are going to love it as much as I loved preparing it for you. Until then, have an amazing week.